Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. This was. We're back, baby. Yep. Premium pod. Premium pod. Yeah, just all your money on these on these two or three guys, yeah. basically. It's, it's all no pressure. Happening. No prash. Yeah, yeah. How these, are you doing? these decisions don't even matter. It's just who you captain every week and get you all the points. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. It was last week was more fun because it's just we could just gone and like we just let loose. It was chaotic. Yeah, game's gone. We, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. This is yeah. like work. It's yeah, this is like work, okay. Here, we need to talk about all these people. Yeah, listen to us idiots talk about all this shit that we know yes. nothing about. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. we usually start with keepers. So let's just start with keepers. Yeah. So just before we get started, we're gonna do back to front premium price bracket and just kind of talk about what we're seeing there. 5.5 million goalkeepers, 6 million and up defenders, 10 million and up mids, nine and a half million and up forwards. We're going to go for so keepers. We have, sorry, I was just going to say next week we're doing the mid tier mid price guys. And then the week after that budget price with firesides in between. So let's go. So we got three, five, five names at goalkeeper this year. We have Alice Swan, Ederson and Loris. I mean, I think the main, talking point here is just that there is no six million goalkeeper anymore which thank fucking god right great decision great by call them. by the new intern yeah the new intern is killing new it. intern had a lot of influence because there were some actual good constructive decisions yes, that were exactly, made, positive yeah. decisions that were made yeah love this decision by them but because it actually go, means yeah it means they're relevant it means they're, they're in re- the yeah. game yeah yeah before we go player to player, we did get some just over overarching questions. So Owen said, premium goalkeepers are much more popu- popular than previous years. Allison has the highest ownership among these. Can we discuss who's most, pop- most popular between Ederson, Allison, Lloris, how these guys shape up versus the other options? Harley Boy said in the past, early season meta with goalkeepers is finding the best cheap guy on a team that allows save opportunities for a decent floor for save points and bones. Seems like this year I'm seeing way more managers wanting to start in the premium keeper, either Ederson or Allison. I don't really understand since they aren't forced to make many saves, take up a valuable spot for outfield players on those teams who have much higher ceilings. Why are the premium goalkeepers so popular now as opposed to waiting to the end of the season? So is it just the price or do you think there's something more there on why that, you know, they have like real ownership, these guys. Yeah. Usually they're very minuscule, right? The ownership of the, I think, I think it's two things. The price obviously can't be discounted. I mean, the fact that these players are five, five, is immense. I mean, it's there now, you know, except for Loris. I mean, Ederson and Allison are the cheapest nailed routes into the defense, which is meaningful. But also, you know, something that we've been talking talking about and we'll continue to touch on, you know, when we know the least amount of information right now before Game Week 1 starts, what are the bankable things that we know, yeah. actually know in advance? And that is, you know, Liverpool and City are going to be 1-2, who knows which order in clean sheets. Yep. That's just something that we know will happen unless if there's some catastrophe. And when you when you have that level of certainty, that degree of certainty, you know, it's it's just a nice thing to kind of hold your hat to hang your hat on, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um so I mean 
how do we do this? Just talk about each one. I mean, I think yeah. Maurice is the by far least owned, but I don't think he's a bad pick at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we know he's the least owned. He's only 4%. I mean, yeah, Anderson's yeah. at 13 and Allison's at 19. It's crazy high. I mean, I think that it's in, this is a very, I think, it really interesting like grouping of three players because they all yeah. have like very different like reasons for and against. Yes. And like none of them overlap. Like yeah. Allison, interestingly, there are many nailed routes into this clean sheet. There's four options that you could pick. Allison's the cheapest. With Ederson, there aren't a lot of nailed routes in. I mean, we kind of think it's going to be Laporte and Diash, but they're still sort of knocking around. There's Cancelo, and then there's there's nothing. But we know that Robbo, Van Dyke, and Trent are all you know yep. amazing routes into the the defense. Yep. You know, for that that those points. Loris, you know. Ederson doesn't make any saves. He really kind of caps out around 150. I mean, there, there's just nothing he can do to get bonus points or saves. Like, we have so much tape on yeah. him and so much of a history of that. Like, and, the 20 and he's point, not going to get more than 20 cleans. No, right? I, like, he, yeah, like you there's can't no get room. There, you can, no one's getting 28 cleans. Yeah. Like, that's just not a thing. Yeah, there's no room there. But I think with Ederson, the interesting thing with him is that there just aren't three, like, outstanding banging over your head options on City that you could afford. Yeah. Right. Like, everyone's got Holland, obviously, but you want three City players because they're the best team or arguably the best team in the league. But, you know, I think it's people have Ederson so much because it's kind of processed by elimination of just like, well, we, Foden question, like wingers question marks, have Holland already. Like, how much money do we have to spend? Like, the center backs are sort of meh, can get like the Chelsea guys instead, right? So Ederson just sort of is there, but it doesn't like, I mean, I feel like Lloris is maybe better because under Conte, I mean, he made saves and he gets bonus. And we know right now that we don't know three for sure city picks that we want, but things change quickly. Like by the time it's game week three or four, you know, you're, you could be looking at the city team and saying like, Oh, I, you want Foden, right? That's exactly what I was going to say, because uh, the, the thing that I thought of when I was looking at Eddie was, I don't know if we talked about this even on the postmortem, but it was definitely a thing in my season last season where I basically had Kevin zero game weeks all last season. Mm -hmm. I had Foden, Diaz, Laporte for, or, or no, sorry, Diaz Cancelo, and then maybe yeah. one of the at some point changed to Laporte or something like that. Forever, I had like I had Triple City all season, and it felt really constrictive in that way. Like yeah. I wanted Kev, but it always just seemed like, oh my god, I can't. I obviously, can't go phone to Kev. This has to be a minus eight to get Kev. That's yeah, a triple move. It just felt like really bad to be like completely locked in with City yeah. basically all season. Where I was thinking exactly basically what you just said. Whereas like you know if you if people are starting with I think chalk is probably Ederson, Cancelo, Holland. Yeah. You know, and Jack starts three out of the first four games, or Mares starts three out of the first four games, or Foden starting, you know, attacking mid, or, you know, who the fuck knows, because it's, you know, Pep and City. It's pretty annoying to, like, double move out Ederson. Because <laughs> that, that's not what... You don't pick Ederson to, like, transfer out. You pick Ederson because he's, like, the most secure thing possible, and he's going to get you 20 cleans. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and with Loris, you look at the, the landscape of the team and you think of, well, there isn't really a world in the, in life that you're going to have three Spurs players because Son and Kane are too expensive and there are better expensive picks on other teams. The other defender, you know, we were talking about Paris, you know, sure, that guy's going to emerge, but like, that's it. 
You know, yeah, there's two exactly. wing backs, there's the goalie, and then there's Sonny Kane. Right. And you, you know, you throw something in there. Maybe you want to talk about Kulosevsky or something. Maybe someone gets hurt, right? But maybe and, the other wing back pops yeah. off, you know, like Doc comes back healthy and okay. Yeah. But it's not to the same extent as like, oh my God, there's this attacker on City who I fucking yeah. need. <laughs> and it's also, right? It's worth saying just in a vacuum looking at Lloris compared to Ederson. I mean, Lloris got more points last year, and they were a fucking mess for like half the season. At you know least what I mean? And under season. Conte, right? He he was making saves. He's got a, a decent number of bonus points. You know, I mean, there there is room for you know, you're not crazy saying like Lloris is going to have more fantasy points at the end of the season than Ederson. And again, this isn't to say that we're we're picking this player game week one to hold him for thirty eight, but or just Allison. you know, yeah, yeah. Well, so Allison, yeah. I mean, kind of leaving Allison out of this conversation so far, but I mean, it's. And we're going to be doing this kind of in and out of like, well, who should we pick for game week one versus like what yeah. are more meta game, more philosophical right, right, right. like questions. And, you know, you as a listener can kind of discern and, and right. take what you want. But I mean, with Loris, it's like that safety is nice. And Allison sort of runs into similar problems as, as Ederson, I think, in that, you know, there are just so many good picks and they're all, we know all the good picks. Like there are men, there's Diaz, there's, there's uh Mo and then there's the three defenders and then there's Allison. So you have six right there that are good. Yep. But Allison at five five, like the thing that's really interesting about him to me is that how can he not finish the season with the most bonus po- with the most points in this position? Like that is a hard world unless he gets injured. That's he just gets 175 points. He plays, yeah. he gets 170 points, he gets fucking bonus points. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, the two seasons he didn't get injured, he got 176 both seasons. And he's only saved one pen in his entire life. Like he's not even getting those like those no. weird seasons where the keeper keeps saves two or three pens and that's an yeah. extra 20 points, right? Yeah, he's very consistent. Points. The saves, the bonus, yeah. the points he scores are very consistent. It's it's predictable. Like I I think that he's also worth thinking about even though he locks you out of a pick. But, you know, yeah. when you look at Rabo or Van Dyke or Diaz, I mean, they're all expensive, you know, and there there yeah. are other options. You know, I mean, Allison's a very viable, very good pick, I think. Like, if you start with Mo, Trent, Allison, that's good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I what's, mean, he's that's the what's best, hard about Liverpool, right? Like, Liverpool in itself is its own puzzle. Because, yeah. like you said, like, right now they're six. Two months into the season, there might be seven, there might be eight, yeah. <laughs> and you have to only pick three, and they're all going to be really good. So it, it thing, becomes tricky. Yeah, but the yeah. thing about it is also just Allison is better than the other two picks here. Yes, like the goalkeeper spot. Just looking at the goalkeepers, like Allison's just the best one. Well, weirdly, yeah, weirdly, Loris is the only one that could get to Allison's point total. Ederson really can't with a lot of luck. Yeah, yeah, he would Ederson need a lot really of luck. can't. Yeah, Lloris, I think. I but, mean, Lloris, yeah. I mean. Again, you said it. They were terrible for half a season. You finished 18 points behind them. That's like not that many points. If they just play at a better level and, you know, they got Pesuma, they're getting long lay. They, yeah. Perisic, 16 cleans, 11 bonus for, for yeah. Lloris. Yeah. Like that, that could just happen, you know? So it's all, it's all interesting. And, and yeah. there's also the thing with Allison too that we haven't mentioned where, you know, it could, be a city situation also like who's to say Nunez doesn't just start the first four games and score three goals and then everyone's like you know he goes up 0.5 and everyone's getting Nunez and you have Allison and you're like fuck yeah you know yeah I mean the those are the kind of hypotheticals that are worth just at least considering because you know that with Loris you're not and this is another trait right it's not to say oh okay so leave one of those spots open it's like no you still want to have three players from the two best teams I think just as an as from like a standpoint there but 
But if you have Lloris back there, I mean, then it, you know, maybe you just do Cancelo and you have a center back from City or yeah. you do punt on the mid there or, you know, you yeah. do get two Liverpool defenders and you put one of the City guys like the way the jigsaw falls. If you, if you put Lloris in is, is kind of interesting to play around with just in your tinkers. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's a worthy we, exercise. But we, basically we, when I've been doing all this, I feel like it's kind of led me to think that Ederson's like the worst pick of the three. Right, right. Yeah, he's really like, where I've come he's like to. weirdly he's the, the most obvious because of everything you said. Like, we don't, there's like, Kinsella feels like the only really, really safe guy to me in the back line because they're just so crazy. But, you know, and so getting a 5 5 Ederson, you're cheaper than DS, cheaper than Laporte, obviously nailed, seems the most obvious. But yeah, he has comparatively just a pretty low ceiling, which is really crazy to say for a keeper who we expect like 20 cleans, you know, but he gets yeah. fucking. Nine points more than Saw last yeah. season. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and like... this, and it also with him is, I mean, you can set your clock to it. Like he's gotten the last four seasons, he's played over three thousand minutes, and he's gotten four, three, two, and then six bonus points all year. Yeah, I mean, the, we see what City does. I mean, they have bonus point monsters everywhere with the pass yeah. completion and percentage. He makes no like saves. he makes no saves. He's made around sixty saves every year. You know, I mean, he, he's going to get 150, like plus minus a couple, right? I mean, that also you set your clock to it, but he's, I think, just a worse points outlook than Loris and Allison. So, like, why would we be, why are we picking yeah. that player just to have like the third city? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It feels like, like a, just, it feels like a coverage thing. A coverage thing, sure. Like people, right? People just get him and they're like, okay, I can't afford Cancelo, but at least I'll get the city cleans, which I don't think is completely bullshit. But when you're talking about the guy, when you're talking about paying the most you can play in the game for a keeper and he has the lowest ceiling of all of the expensive guys, we basically know what his point total is already going in, barring, you know, barring injury. And then like, there's always multiple keepers between the 140 and 150 range who cost. 0.5 0.5 less or a million less. Right. It's like, yeah, I just don't really understand getting Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I didn't think I would actually come. I mean, he was like one of the first things I did. Yeah. I, I've had him in plenty of tinkers. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. I mean, then I, I did start playing around more with like the Allison and what that looks like. And I mean, all signs kind of just kept pointing to Loris makes the most sense. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I, know. I have no interest in really any Spurs players right now, except for Perisic. And if I ever do, it would just be one if I want to go for a little short term pop on captaincy yeah, or something. Caps and, or something. Yeah. And Loris, I mean, he's a captain. He plays every game. He's just, he, and they should improve, you know, I mean, they Is play there... with three defenders. Like they, they fucking, you know, I don't know. Is there Seems something good. to coverage though? Like honestly, we've yeah. never we've never really done it though. But you can't afford Kinsella, right? He let's just say he gets two hundred points. Getting Eddie's one fifty points so that Kinsella points are less bad for you. Like, does that make any game theory sense? Like, I don't. I mean, this goes into some like insane insanity yeah. about like the effect of ownership questions and stuff. But I I still think you know to me when I look at this is I like comparing them both to the positional options of who else you can have. Like, yeah. well, is he, is Loris actually getting me more points than Ederson? Cause that's how you're like getting the most points out of your players on your team. Yeah. But you know, if you don't have the city defender and they're keeping cleans at a really high clip and you're, you're instead you have trips in that spot, right? I mean, yeah. you might be coming out net behind on that. So like with Diaz, you know, I was looking at like, okay, well, Diaz's ownership is like 40%. So what's the combined ownership of like, the second Liverpool clean, like, okay, so 
if Diaz is outpacing, you know, the clean sheet and yeah. I have Diaz instead of like Rabo, like what really needs to happen here for me to look okay? You know, right. and like how reasonable is that? You know, I think th- those are all the kind of things that I think about when I look at the effective ownership stuff. Right. But, you know, I mean, just because it just, it puts you in risk more, I think, because it, it really, like, if you don't have Ederson, for example, right, and you don't have Kinsella, if you have no city clean, you, you have to be hitting your other guy. Like, the guys you have instead yeah. can't just be putting up twos, because you, those are just going to be points that you're, you're, just you're pissing to the wind. You're more and more yeah. behind. So it's like, if you're making budgetary sacrifices there, then, you know, your third premium better be fucking worth the third premium, you know? Yeah, Because yeah. that's, that to me is how it affects the rest of your squad. So, you know, those are the kind of things I think about. And I, all of this or most of it or some of it is definitely like wrong, incorrect maths or whatever, but it's just yeah. how I, how I, my kind of process. I mean, if someone wants to respond and send us an article or throw it in like stats and links on Discord, I'll check it out. But it, it, it is, it's like decisions like this of making these guys five, five and not six is what makes the game fun for us. I think agree completely. It's just like, Oh wow. They're viable. They're options. It's a exactly. more Com- difficult agree. puzzle. There's more solutions that get you OR, you know, yeah. top 1000, whatever. So there are more it's, it's ways great. for me to finish 2 million. Yeah, exactly. This is great. <laughs> exactly. The postmortem <laughs> is just going to be like, Oh yeah, we should have got fucking Hendo. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is, it's yeah. still the same thing of like, yeah. In seasons past, we spent all of this, these mental gymnastics on goalkeepers, like which four or five goalkeeper is best. And now it's just which goalkeeper is best. Yeah. And no, that's exactly, great. Like that's exactly. an amazing, that's amazing. So, exactly. yeah. So I, I ended up, you know, really preferring Lloris in this, Me too. in this trio. Me too. Um, yeah. So, so interesting. 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 I think man. that was the, the most surprised that I was, like as I was like thinking and preparing, yeah. you know, for this episode yeah is going because i hadn't thought or considered him like at all until i was like oh we have the premium oh there's three okay well what, what's going on here yeah because yeah it's usually just eddie and ali are the only sixes and yeah. then there's other guys grouped below them and yeah, yeah they did a good job um so let's okay. go to defense um yeah i mean we could just continue on city maybe hemdog said i need your take on big at the back is it obvious to go i feel like i'm being stubborn not going it but i'd love your takes and then man city questions we got were tio he said how are you feeling about the 6-0 city d's versus Cancelo? is it worth it to drop down for an extra mil elsewhere eddie's the cheapest nailed way in and then assuming you have holland that leaves only one spot and then admin said what city defender do you go for is Cancelo worth the extra mil uh, same thing all three should be yeah. first choice right yeah so yeah all um, right so we'll start with city so what do you how do you see that? Cancelo, Diash, Laporte? I mean, straight up, I just think, to answer both of their questions, I do think he's worth an extra million. I don't... Yeah. I'm not good enough at math to actually come up with a, like, what is one million in defense yeah. worth, worth for whatever. points? Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to score between, like, 60 and 40 more points than them. So that it seems should. really worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's hard because you, you know, you look at like, oh, well, I just click this and it's still the same sky blue picture. Yeah, like, it's no. fine, right, guys? Like, and then you look at, you know, really like, well, okay. I mean, Cancelo is just so fucking good at FPL. Like, yes. he, I mean, he's just so good at it. Everything he does, he's not only does he create all of these actions, he fucking bonus monster. Even when he doesn't get a monster. spectacular return, he gets fucking bonus point. I don't know why. I mean, I guess he just, attempts things I mean, it's all the like progression and stuff too it's yeah. all the just like moving the ball up the 
pitch, winning back possession. Com- yeah. I'm sure pass completion, he's probably hitting every yeah. single week, like all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I do really like Laporte over Diaz, though. I mean, I think at this point, you know, we see Laporte's, you know, underlying stats are just so good. And, you know, last season having six combined returns and, you know, but there were goals, even though Diaz had seven, you know, it seemed like it was a little bit luckier to me watching Diaz play, but Laporte's also the left footer. And, you know, they're talking about, okay, you know, and I feel like I I like that, that spot more. Um, Yeah. I mean, the only two full seasons we've gotten out of Laporte, the first one, you know, in uh, eighteen nineteen, he was an absolute fucking donger. Three goals, three assists, and then yeah. last season, four goals, two assists under his xG while doing that. So below yeah. average, even though he for- scored four goals, is really crazy. Um, I also prefer Laporte. I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen with like Calvin and how that all shakes up and what they're gonna. I feel like their team is like a little bit weird right now. Um, yeah. It's and. Not weird in the sense that it's not going to be probably the best in the league, but just weird in the sense that it's not the same exact like for like as it's been for the last like two or three years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be Cancelo, Diaz, and Laporte and TBD on the other fullback. But yeah, yeah well, we that, don't know. I mean, they still could buy. We don't know yet. They could still buy. And, yeah. you know, that would change things. Yeah. Kukurea at five would change a lot of things. Yeah. But, but I mean, Laporte and Diaz are definitely, you know, safe, steady, you know, 150 picks. range points. You know, yeah. I mean, they're going to, if they're playing, you know, I mean, Diaz gets you a little bit better bonus points. You know, Laporte gives you a little bit more dongs. But, you know, they're still both good you know they're good they're yeah. their first choice as as of what we know right now yeah um the thing that also yeah. i like about Cancelo is that like i don't know maybe this is too hyperbolic but i feel like last season's his floor like yeah, he scored we talked a little bit about that fucking yeah. goal but the 11 is 11 is a high assist total 11's a high assist total but when you're I mean, playing in man city getting, and you're the number yeah. one creator you know yeah. a, a wide creator at least you know yeah. he shot 81 fucking times. He put up 4.1 XG. He got one goal. Yeah, that is, I mean, when we did, I think, touch on this right last pot of just yeah. that idea of, you know, he has goals to give and he already yes. hit 200 last year. So, you know, I, I think, you know, he's in like 45% of the teams, you know, at 7 million, it's, it's reflective. I mean, he's in the so kind of like the Trent level of, you know, he's, he's in half the teams. I mean, he's fucking so good. I, I, I yeah. don't feel like that's a place that you want to be cutting a corner. Yeah, um, I agree. Really at all, and he was donging in Champions League too. They just didn't yeah. happen to go in 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 the prem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think you mentioned this on last pod too. But you know, I'm sure a lot of people are not going to go Kev, not going to go Holland to try and sort out other stuff. Like I feel like Kinsella's captainable. I feel like he showed that last season. That yeah. in a fucking home banker, he can. He's amazing on bones. Obviously clean. He can get an assist. Like that turns into double digits really fast. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I mean, like I, I wouldn't cap. Laporte. I'm never capping Laporte no, in absolutely. home Bournemouth. Never ever. Right, so right, right, right. That's something. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, that's. I think that's good for City now. I mean, yeah. and you know, we can touch back on this. this the transfer window is still wide open. Yeah. You know, yeah. We just saw that. We just saw Raz move and shit. So we'll see if they because they have been rumored to to be looking for a center back, which could upset. Oh, the really? Apple here. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Huh. Yeah, okay. so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe it's someone that's younger or whatever. But I mean, if they're they're talking about letting Ake go over to fucking Chelsea for like a billion dollars, I'm no I can't believe he's fifty million. I, I he don't has a that. fee. Yeah, There's some been but, some shocking transfer fees. Yeah. <laughs> Bergvine, yeah, insane. Thirty mil. 
it really want, I was like getting actually like upset talking about it in Discord. I just like couldn't believe what was happening. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we go? Well, there's only three teams, right? There's yeah, only Liverpool, Liverpool and, and Chelsea. The, two, the yeah. two Chelsea guys. So, yeah. So Liverpool really have just Trent 7 5, Rabo 7, Van Dyke 6 5. Um, I mean, Trent. And Montip really 6, to, but. Yeah, we don't need to talk about him. I mean, Trent. It's kind of crazy to me thinking of teams without Trent. And I mean, it's sort of the same exact thing when I see teams without Cancelo. I'm just like, they're giving you 7,200,000 points like right here. Yeah. Like I minimum. Mean, yeah. Like either, either Trent or Cancelo can put up 230 and that wouldn't be weird. It'd just be like, yeah, yeah. they're really good. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> their I mean, shots Trent, went in, they got a couple more assists. That's yeah. 230. Yeah. I mean, Trent at 7.5 is just kind of a joke. But, you know, I mean, talking about Robbo and Van, Van Dyke, I mean, what do you, do you see the point five worth it there? I mean, is that something that you'd consider going Van Dyke over Robbo if you're not going to have Diaz? I mean, it's certainly reasonable, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, Van Dyke's going to get his goals. He's going to start every game. You know, I think we did see flashes last season of like Robbo getting fatigued and Robbo missing a little bit of time for Sim. Yeah. You no know, that, up for him, that, was, nice. that was the first time we've seen it and obviously you know he's going to be like captaining playing every minute for scotland too so we'll see yeah. how that goes but you know no that, they didn't make it oh didn't they not no they're out oh. he's 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 got a break never mind that's great for him yeah. but um yeah i don't know it's it's sort of just like correct pricing i feel like yeah. there's like not that much yeah. to dive in there like yeah. if you really need the point five to improve some other part of your team you should just take it i think and just yeah. make that change. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it's more fun watching the guys who like get the points in open play and like cross to the goal and it's fucking dong to dong and you cap mo and it's amazing. It's more fun than like just hoping on a corner that Van Dyke's going to yeah. get ahead to it or something. But, you know, their points are very similar. <laughs> you know, yeah, DVD I mean, they is 183 like last year. Yeah. And the two other full seasons is 178 and 208 and Robbo is 186 161 181 213 you know so i mean i i was like almost again this is sort of similar like the lorius i was like what is the actual reasoning other than it's fun to own the guy who plays in the final third more between by to spend more on like I, I couldn't come up with anything between Robbo and Van Dyke. Yeah like why would you yeah. ever get Robbo or Van Dyke I mean Van just Dyke? talking it out right now i think you're right I mean, I, I like it's just like it's lazy to go rob over Van Dyke almost, you know, because you're just getting the fun, cool guy who takes corners and does crazy shit and runs really hard. But like, yeah, Van Dyke just puts up the same points every year. Where did Van Dyke show up on his expected stats this year? With no, three goals, three assists. I mean, that seems under. I mean, well, the assist is stupid for a center back. He just kind of gets them from deflections or, or yeah, rebounds. But yeah, probably. Three, I mean, it, it yeah, felt like watching them. Real assist. Yeah, it felt like three goals would be under just based on like, he, watching it's, Liverpool. Throughout it's basically the year. just even. He finished it's at even. two point okay. four on the goals. So okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it's so weird with him, like watching him on set pieces because it feels to me like he just like doesn't really try. I know. And when he does he, try, it's like, oh yeah, that was so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had that same sensation. And sometimes he scores and he doesn't even jump. Yeah. He just goes like, uh, and it's like, oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. He <laughs> like, just holds what? the guy, neither yeah, of them he just holds him. Yeah, he just holds him. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah, he but, uh, sprints in from outside the box and jumps and just fucking dongs one. I'm like, can yeah. you just LeBron dunk the ball in every time? Like, just do, yeah. do that. 
But um, yeah, I think you've sold me on that. But um, you know, Vax's Vax's question was, how crazy is is it to punt on Rob over Trent for a three to four week window? I just why I don't get it. Like, if you need point five that badly, just like that doesn't feel like where it should be coming from. I agree. You know, I mean, of course, you know, you could do that and get nine extra points. You know, that's four. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of windows that happened. Like, if you're like, what's the thinking there? Like, okay, I'm definitely dead-ending my team for a few weeks. I'm going to be wild-carding, like, blah, 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 blah. You know, but just as easily as you could, you know, come out ahead a few points there. I mean, that's you could also come down, like, 20. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's better places that you could kind of do that. But Trent got 32 bones last season. Yeah, I mean, he's insane. He's an absolute <laughs> monster. But, yeah, I mean, like Van Dyke, you know. I mean, just, just like the center backs on City, like, why they're good, too, is that, you know, Liverpool and City just... They get the most set pieces in the league too. Yeah, you know, yeah like they, they get the most everything. The best, they're the best teams in the league, so they have the most opportunities here. It's not like you're getting the Watford center back who has like two corners a game. Yeah, you know, oh, Watford's not in the league anymore. I don't know. I just want get to Watford. Watford. But, yeah, wow. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, I think we sort of just you know, oh yeah, Robbo's so good, automatic. Meanwhile, you just look at Van Dyke's like history page, and it's just. He just does the same thing, and it's not. He doesn't overperform. Like he doesn't overperform like no. these XA numbers, like which Robo kind of does sometimes. But it's just like very repeatable. Like somewhere around like six to eight attacking returns every year. Pretty okay on bones. Like plays every minute he can, and he's just say same. Like you're gonna get the same points. Same points. And it's cheaper. And cheaper. Seems, and seems cheaper, good. especially when it's more important, which is game week one. Yeah. So it's just like good in every way. Yeah, it's funny with this, the premium defender, like just whole section. I feel like there's not like that much to talk about because they're all basically good. Well, until we get to Chelsea, but it's what's going to come down to it is more the future pods where we're like, okay, I'm getting this guy instead of Van Dyke, yeah. <laughs> you know, and here's why, you know, but, right. um, yeah. So then there's the two Chelsea guys, Chilwell and Reese, both six. Yeah. Uh, Jay Dong said, what are your thoughts on Ederson over Cancelo or Mendy over James Chilwell? And then using the money saved to beef up midfield while still having the good defense. So same, same idea with like, the coverage and yeah. I mean, Reese is in 40%, 43% of what? the teams right now. Yeah. So, well, let's hear, let's spend some time on this. Oh my God. I mean, my whole thing with Chelsea is that I just think the team is really fucked up. The midfield's really fucked up and the defense is really fucked up. Yeah. And then they spent big money on Raz. Yeah. And they let Lukaku go for free. They needed. Like, that's what they're doing. They needed a new Timo, who's a little bit, who's a bit better. It's just like, I'm not, I just don't, I, I don't see what a plan. What if they get Ake? Oh my God. Bournemouth's 20, 25 cleans minimum. <laughs> no, I just don't get what they're doing at all. Yeah. I think, I mean, this is also where we need to take a step back and remember that we do play a game that's FPL and, you know, looking at just the ownership percentages of like how, convicted are we of these views versus yeah he's in 43 percent of the teams he also like low-key just got 14 attacking returns in not even 2000 minutes right you know clearly like improved last year and he's young like better you know just getting better he's really he's really he's just he's really good you know as much of like bastard man you know lore happened when he got these zero pointers and shit and you know he burned some of us badly others than he didn't but you know where do you draw the line of like no 
I really think Chelsea are a mess and they're going to start slowly versus, wait a minute, he's in half the teams. And if I'm wrong here, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I, you know, that, that's the kind of difficult one where it's the most difficult thing. It's the yeah. thing I struggle with way more than anything because. And I mean, we'll get there with Holland too, because I think, you know, he's even in more, more teams. And I just, every fucking alarm in my head is like, no, why would you get Holland? This makes no sense. And then he's in 60% of teams. And this, it's the same with Reese. I mean, Reese makes more sense to me than Holland because of all yeah. the reasons you said. He's just really good. Tuchel's good. Chelsea's still good, even though I think maybe they're not the third best team. They're still the fourth best team. Right. Um, you know, they still have a lot of good players, even though they're missing some key zones. And right six now, isn't a lot. Yeah, six isn't a lot. Everyone's healthy now. Yeah. You know, even though I think it's really dumb to go into a midfield relying on Conte, Kovacic, and, and Jorginho. Well, Gallagher's there. I know, but he's not like a deep midfielder. You know, they just have no nothing behind those three, really. You know, maybe yeah. like fucking Loftus-Cheek or something. But... um yeah, I I don't know the answer. Can you guide yeah. me to an answer then? Well, he's been the hardest one to me because I mean, I tried. I've been trying to like not be subjective using my feelings, which is just he's never getting in my team ever again after what <laughs> happened last year with my experiencing with him. But I mean, there there isn't really a lot of coherent logic to not having him just based on what we know now. I mean, whether or not he's playing as wing back or full back, I mean, the player is only six million here, you know, and. A, very injury prone, but you know, we don't, we don't buy the player for 3000 minutes right away. He's fit initially. And, you know, I agree with you that there's a lot of turmoil, you know, I, I totally am with you on that, but I think it is more to the point where we don't understand the business. Like you're mentioning, we don't understand the direction the squad's going. Like you're mentioning, you know, the bully stuff is weird. Like he's the fucking very, head of ops. Like he just weird. buys the team and he starts running player personnel decisions. He's like, like I that want Raz and Ronaldo. Yeah. It's just and, like, what? Not FIFA. You know, we, we, we're looking at some things that aren't maybe the, the pieces aren't fitting together in our heads, but I do trust Tuchel as a good manager. And, Me too. you know, they do still have a good stable of talent on, in disposal, on disposal for, for Tuchel to pick the team from. And I just kind of feel like it's, they're still going to be, you know, top four. They're still going to be their third or fourth with Spurs to me right now. Yeah. And, you know, at six million pop here, even with that, that uncertainty around the team, you know, there's no uncertainty around Reese James. I mean, unless he's playing center back. The player. Which then, yeah, yeah, the, the player. player. If he's playing right side of center back, then you, you want to fucking jump off a bridge. But, you know, <laughs> assuming that's not happening because they don't have any, you know, whatever. I mean, he's just, he's just a good pick. I think Chilwell, you kind of can throw in the same category, but, you know, just it doesn't make sense to pick the 10 percenter over the 40 percenter game week one when you're looking at this more of a yeah, splitting Yeah, that doesn't make me. any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it... <sighs> It's another thing that makes this difficult for me is also like, I think everything you said is totally logical, but it's like wisdom of the, is this wisdom of the crowd or is this everyone just following what someone else said to do? Cause those yes. are not the same thing. No. And there's, I, I mean, this is kind of what we just, what I was just posing to you, right? Is ownership begets ownership. Like people see like, oh, well, this guy's 30% on oh, and then he must be a good pick. I put him on my team. Plenty of people are doing that. And they listen to the pods that yeah. we don't listen to and yeah. they all I have mean, are, Yeah. I mean, are you buying yesterday's points and following some sheep or are you, you know, are we identifying something where we're saying, no, this is 
too wrong. Even if playing from a playing the FPL game standpoint, it makes sense in air quotes to start with the high owned guys, start with yeah. the template, diverge little bits when you see different angles yeah. as the season. Yeah. Versus, no, okay, he's owned by every other team out there. And I'm going to be, you know, part of the five million that don't own him. And I'm going to push my chips in on this. I don't know. I'm still very, this, I think the most undecided I am of any player in the game is Reese because, you know, it still comes back to, you know, like Solanke, right? What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, are we going to just stick with, no, this is something that we believe in, you know, that yeah. we've seen over the last few years and, or is it, you know, I, I don't know. We'll have to see as the next few weeks I unfold. I, I can't wait to ask these questions to fireside chats, people who are actually yeah. really good at FPL and see what they yeah. do about it. Because sur- surely everyone runs into this at some point. Like for, I didn't even know Reese was this highly owned, but I've yeah. had this nonstop back and forth with Holland. I've, yeah. Like I've had it less with Holland and more with Reese. Cause with Holland, I think it's, that is an acceptable thing to me where it's like, I can just be tanking my season by game week four. And do I think Holland's a good pick? No. I think he's a terrible pick. I don't think he's a good pick at all. I think he will be a good pick at some point, but I think he's a bad pick. I'm not willing to like gamble my season on that though in like a four game week span when he's owned by like three quarters of the teams, you know? Yeah. Versus like with Reese. You know, a small sample of Reese for a few weeks, like you don't have him. It's like, okay, what's the worst? Like, okay, maybe he pops off for one one big haul, but you know, it's a little the bit different to pointers. me yeah. because Holland's going to be capped. So it's like, you know, you're doubling. You know, he, he's going to yeah. be in like the 140 yeah. range in some game weeks, right? Yeah. So I think there's like those kind of things where I'm like, okay, I can you know do this like dust my. I'm just I'm doing that playing FPL. I'm not picking the players I like the most doing the thing. But I, I mean, you can't do that with every single spot. You can't do it with you every know? pick. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. right? Like that's. That's where it begins to not work, if right. it, is if you just blindly you ha- follow every yeah. single pick. You have yeah. to be able to yeah, exactly yeah. identify yeah. those spots, like you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so I'm probably not going to get Reese because I do feel pretty strongly about this. It's also July, and you know, three weeks from now, they could have bought two center backs and a midfielder. And yeah. then we're just like, yeah, Chelsea are going to be really good again, you know? Um and then it makes a lot more sense to me. But as, like, my defense right now is Trent, Cancelo, Parasits, Trips, and Nico Williams when he transfers yeah. to Forest. That's the, yeah, that's the exact five I have. And, I mean, I just, I there's, think there's I literally no one that I would drop for Reese there, including yeah. Nico Williams. Like, I'm just, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where it's I struggle. Tough. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm still, I Paris, I, or Trips, I'm still not sure about. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to midfield. I mean, oh, that was is, so brutal. Yeah, yeah, this is running long. Well, yeah, forwards is going to be really short because there's like two. But there's we're like fine. three. Yeah. yeah. Um. So mids. I mean, Mo. We don't need to talk about. I, uh, people yeah. who keep sending me no Mo drafts. I just can't entertain it. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not in the cards. Sorry. Um, we got some Kev questions. Chester said, if you play FPL, owning Kev feels like a trap. 12 mil for a player, not on pens, therefore not likely to cap. If you watch City and play FPL, not owning Kev is a nightmare. He does it all. Will he be in your game week one team? And then Mukizi said, also came here to ask your opinion on Kev. Why are we picking an unproven asset ahead of him? Which I'm sure references Holland. Yeah, of course. Um, so, we, I mean, we talked about Kev last week a bit. Is there yeah. more to say about Kev? No. I mean, I think this is fundamentally one of those things where, 
you know, we're just, you know, putting those handcuffs on and saying the FPL game is dictating that this is the correct thing, way to play the game. Not, I think this is right and smart and good. Yeah. And I think that, you know, those are the mark because it's, you can go against what your, your instinct is because the percentages aren't as great. Like, I think that, but I'm like 60% sure. Right. Because <laughs> Holland is still like one of the best players in the world. And, and he one could of the best come picks in. in the game. Yeah. He could come in and just run train on these teams and be the focal point and be yeah. receiving all of these chance creating right. actions by all of these world-class players around him and just yes. dong for fun. Yeah. Or he could be Timo Werner and not yeah. know where the goal is all of a sudden yeah. and his career falls apart. Yeah. But I'm not willing to, to bet that on that stake. You know, I just right. think that, that it's close enough, but I wonder Kevin's like, great. when we were, when we used to be not so bad at this game, I mean, you were, you were legit good. We, I feel like we didn't even really like know what the ownership was. You know, like I didn't have yeah. a good indication of like, oh, 60% of people own so-and-so. It was basically just me and you texting back and forth and thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get this guy. You want this guy, this guy. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if like we were just doing the most obvious thing back then. It just didn't feel as bad because we didn't know that everyone else was also doing it. That's possible. Like back then, like, Eight years ago, like we just have Holland on our team, and they're like, "Oh, dude, such a good pick!" Like, blah blah, blah. and it doesn't feel bad at all because it's just yeah. me and you texting. And we're like, "Dude, I'm capping Holland game week two. It's gonna be amazing." Yeah, yeah, that's possible. That's well, entirely possible. I mean, sometimes weird. more information makes you make like worse decisions or something. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, could be this Kev, could be one of those great pick, great player. He's gonna get two hundred points. Phenomenal, phenomenal, player. way better pick than Holland. I don't know what else to say. Yep, I'm, I'm fucking lost for words right now, dude. This ownership oh. shit drives me up a fucking wall, dude. Well, the thing about it, I just want to do the though, thing I want to do. I know. I'm, that, I think that's why we have been so bad is because we've been doing that so much that we forget that we're playing a game. We're not just like, With like rules and shit. Yeah, like we're not just picking the players we like or doing the things we think is better. It's it's that also factoring in you know things like this to help us make these decisions because yes, yes. some spots you know yeah you want to pick the two percent on guy but you know those are those have a time and a place and you know game week you know i mean you want the two percent guy when it's like there are two five million defenders on team x like one of them is owned by 40 percent of the game and one's over four percent but they're both center backs like you know you whatever you sp- you want to try and spike something like that yeah but yeah when it comes to these these type of things you you're know, right the, you're the way you worded that spoke to me like we we aren't just getting the guys who we think are going to get the most points we have to play by the rules of the game we're playing against millions of people against the field i mean it's not yeah i mean yeah it's not just that you get the player you think that gets the most points therefore you win the game like it's also against the field you know just yeah. because it's like i mean it, it is golf like just because you hit a, a 68 one day doesn't mean you win if someone hit a 67 but if you hit a 74 you know you could win that day like if no one hits 73 like this is the same thing where the ownership does you know it, it is a factor it matters you know it just does Damn, you're fucking on point right now. We're back. <laughs> we had this is the first time we've ever had a month off since yeah, we started actually, potting. Is that we've true? never done that? Yeah. Oh my god, let's yeah. go. We've never done that before. I don't think we are back. Um, okay, then there's Sun. We got a few questions on Sunny. He said, "As I write, 
Oh, Einar said, as I write, Sun is in 25% of teams and in 100% of my nightmares. You know he's going to get... <laughs> <laughs> So good. You know he will get all hot, score great goals while I soup around with a bunch of 6-5 mids. Is it small dick energy to go triple premium? Great pod. Love the pod. Uh, Tio said, is Sun being overlooked or is it simply that Holland and Moore nailed in every team and three premiums just hurts the rest of the team too much? And then D Silva said, I'm not seeing Private Sun in many teams. Are people stupid or is it just me? <laughs> yeah. What do you see? What do you think about Sun? Let's well, quick before I throw this back at you home southampton at chelsea home wolves at nfo at western home fulham (laughs) home fulham that's their opening six yeah so you cap them home southampton cap them home fulham maybe out at forest um yeah i just think he's too expensive too expensive what what price would you want him to like what price is he priced to buy like 11 Hard to say, but yeah, okay. definitely. Well, let me ask you, what, what do you think is not repeatable about him, like, donging a million dongs since Conte came? Like, do you think he's going to just fall back down and regress, or he's not going to get the same chances? Yeah, or, I mean, like, re- what? regress sounds, like, so negative. I just think he's not going to have the best season of his career. open play goals. I, yeah. yeah, that's all I'm saying. He's not going to have the best season of his career. But so if he does, so two seasons ago, last season he had 23 and 10. 258. Two seasons ago, he had 17 and 11, 228. That's still like best player in the game or like top three players in the game. Yeah. I mean, that's like a different But if he regresses, but if he regresses to that, which is six less goals, he's still like, yeah. Right. It's crazy that he was able to put up that. I guess he got 26 bonus points as year. Yeah, the cleans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I had this question sort of for you too because. That's another thing I was just thinking about today is like we really need to talk about Spurs because I think we both agree they're probably the third best team in the league right now. They're getting stronger. They have maybe the third best manager in the world. And yet we're only really considering like Perisic and Larice. <laughs> like yeah, we're, well, we're I mean, neither yeah. of us have played with Sonner Kane. I, I haven't really played with Kulisevsky. You know, I haven't fucked with like whoever the other wing back might be. Yeah. I mean, I think Sun is an amazing pick. I just think that, you know, you can only have so many of these amazing picks. I think he's priced correctly. Like, I think 12 is, is what he should be priced at. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you look at it's realistically like to me, fit, he'll yes, if he's earn fit, 12. Yeah. I mean, his floor was what he did two years ago, right? I mean, 17 and 11. That is a regression from what he did last year, which was 23 and 10. I mean, that's sick, literal six less goals, yes. which is a lot of less that's goals. I mean, but, and, goals, and you're yeah. still, you're still easily clearing 200 points, you know, and you're still a captainable player. You know, I mean, I think Kane is in a completely different stratosphere. We'll of, get to Kane because I yeah, actually we'll don't, don't agree, but yeah, yeah, we're on different pages. I think I'm on a fucking lonely planet with Kane, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, son, but son at 12, like, our team value is 100. You know, Moe's, we have to have Mo, And Holland's in, you know, 70, 60, whatever fucking percent of teams. And City are still the best chance-creating team in the world. And Holland can win the Golden Boot. Like, I mean, Sun just did, but... Yeah, to put in perspective, really... Sun is 14-1 to to win the Golden Boot, same as Gab Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Sun, he's not going to score 23 goals from open play again. That's just an insane thing of his world. Like, he's just not going to do that. But he's still going to, you know, hit 200 points if he's fit. You know, he's still a good pick. And, you know, I think there, 
when our team values are maybe a little bit higher or they have this little mini window of these are a couple really good fixtures, you know, we, we might make some, some compromises to put yeah, them I mean, in our there teams. Was that, there's that stretch game week eight through 12. Mo is at Chelsea, home Brighton, at Arsenal, home city, home West Ham. Like that's that's yeah. really fucking bad. Those yeah, are five I mean, really bad games. Yeah, and I mean Spurs only have really one good one yeah. on paper. And unfortunately, that, and it doesn't line up. Yeah, but no, I mean I think this is really to me like what you're saying though is what what you need to be thinking about with Sun is that like it might be very quick and clear that you know Holland is just a non-option, and then it's do we want Sun or do we want De Bruyne to to join Mo yeah. as our premium? You know that could happen. Yeah. after three weeks. Um, and like Tio said, I mean, I, I think it really is because three premiums just hurts the rest of the team too much. I mean, yeah. straight and up, like he said. It's ridi- I mean, it's a ridiculous concept to do that when you have so many, you know, all these 7 million midfielders who get 200 points also. We can only captain one player a fucking week. So, you know, Sun, I think, should go into that stable of, you know, maybe that rotating captain spot or looking at the fixtures where you don't want to captain Mo early on, at least initially, you know, but... It's just hard to fit him in. You know, it's, it's really hard to, to fit him in. Yeah, it's fun when you think about FPL. Well, there's a lot of fun things in FPL, but one of them is that like trying to project what kind of season this might be. Because there's a world where there's just like six really good premiums, like attackers. Yeah. Right? There's just there's Mo, there's Holland, there's Kev, there's Sun, there's Raz, there's Kane, yep. there's Bruno, whatever. Yeah. And we're just all going all over the place, riding caps, just going for the fucking yeah. hatties all the time. Yeah. Yep. Might be that kind of year. In which case, like I want JWP in my game week one team because I never want to transfer that position ever. And I just Could want be. a nailed thing, you know? Um, Could be. It might be, yeah. I mean, you're probably right on Sun. It, his points per minute or points per game or whatever in those other seasons are very close to what he put up the last two years. It's yeah, just I that mean, he, he wasn't yeah. fit. <laughs> he also like was the best pick after Conte got there. Yeah. Like he was worse before that, and you know, yeah. Yeah. so that also can't be you know completely thrown out. Like he yeah. is, they, they an, pop un, off. He's an unbelievable FPL pick. I think he's way better than Holland, like right now. I know. Duh, way don't better. Say, don't say that to me. He's dude. way better. It's you're not like, even a close comparison. You're... It's not oh close. It's literally not close. Knowing what we know now about both players, it's not close. But 40% of the players in the game think differently. So, you know, I mean, I think that is something to be said because we will know different things in a month and I could be completely wrong. And Holland could come back with four, the first four fixtures, all pretty easy with six returns. And yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, he's, he is what we thought he was going to be. Yeah. You know, it's one thing I was looking at a man today and we'll, we'll get to Holland obviously, but I was just, look, I was like scrolling back on FB ref on like different man city teams to like, what you know, when was the last time Kuhn played? I like couldn't really remember whatever. And just look at the shots. And like the shots that the guys in this current pre-Holland mode were getting, it's like, you know, there's some guys who get like three-ish per 90, but like it's just a lot of guys in and around there. But back in the Kuhn days, it was just Kuhn was getting four and a half, five per game, per 90, like insane. Like it's just going to go back to that, I think. When Kane was doing that Yeah, yeah. like it's just like Holland just going to do that. He's going to get the ball to feet and shoot. 
Yeah, they're gonna the just box. funnel yeah. everything of life to him, and he's gonna yeah. fucking dong it. And I mean, and this this too, right? I think for us also, like you were talking about earlier, was resonating with me is like if we didn't know Holland's ownership, like we would be more into him kind of thing. Where it's yes. like, yes, yeah, and that's like a, that's with, an us problem. That's an us problem, and that's a blind spot we have. Like we know known information about Son, and we know what he's going to do given fitness. And we don't know that with Holland. And, you know, in the past where we've been, you know, not accounting the ownership, like that's where we get ourselves into trouble though, because, you know, we, we take those pops when the ownership percentages of the differences of the players is, is closer. And, you know, when we're wrong, it's not going to hurt as bad, but these are the times when it's like, you know, you, you really can't be wrong. Like you're, you're staking so much of your, you know, your season outlook yeah. on these kind of things. And yeah, I, I I really do have a hard time just wrapping my head around it. I'm not gonna lie. Because like, look at like, like Timo, I want right? to like read about the ownership. You know, like we were was, like you were into Timo, but he wasn't in like. I mean, he was owned, right? He was but owned. he wasn't. Like, yeah, he was owned. He wasn't like sixty. It wasn't Holland. No, it wasn't no like way. you're being bullied into like what are you? No doing? chance. Not even close. Yeah, it was. So it's like you know, yeah, it's nuts. So basically. We're both saying, yeah, Son is a way better pick, but we just aren't letting ourselves get him. Yeah, I mean, same with De Bruyne. Like, I think Son and De Bruyne are both way better than Holland right now. I mean, again, right? We can be completely off in four four games past. Nope. Like, Holland's better than both. He's obviously. He's on pens. He's the tip of the spear on the best chance creating team that we've yeah. ever seen in our lives in this league. Right. Like he's just doing all the things, but and, we and don't Spur- know. And Spurs just nil nilled home wolves. Yeah. And said like, he just we, won just, five nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you're, you're looking at an, un, a complete unknown quantity and like what the, like that risk profile is just, it's just so much greater. You know, I mean, we see players come in. I mean, they spent a hundred million dollars on Jack Grealish last year. He didn't, he's fucking awful. You know, I mean, that, that happens too. So, I mean, we're looking at these risks and to us, we're like, there's a lot of risk, like a lot of risk with Holland, like from a game week one standpoint. Insane. But, you know, we're, that, that's, you know, that's not, that's the game we're, 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 we're belaboring this point. But so we it's have okay. Raz going no, to I mean, Chelsea. I'm, I'm interested in it. Yeah. It's just Raz and Bruno are the last two for me. Yeah. So Raz going to Chelsea and Bruno, you know, we, what do you, what do you see with Raz going to Chelsea? I mean, he might turn out to be a, god tier pick he's still weirdly underrated i think people yeah. like forget how good he was like just scoring 20 17 18 goals like he's incredible open play, open play. he took like two pence he that was whole son time. before there was son yes just a fucking legend and you know he might just be that i think it's a really weird purchase from them i'm not sure like where he's gonna play i'm not sure what their front three is i'm not sure what their midfield is all that shit i'm definitely not starting with him i want to see you know how it goes but Mm -hmm. there's a very decent chance that someone like him and someone like bruno who's also 10 are just end up being like the best value mids in the game because they're both capable of 12 plus yeah value wise so yeah yeah i think it's, i mean it certainly looks like a wait and see yeah it's just, I think it's a I, it's just such a weird thing to see this player go from liverpool to city to chelsea it's, it's like so what kind weird. of a career is that that you like spend substantial time on like three of the biggest like giants in yeah. the it's in so weird domestic league you know like usually you go abroad like to go to three teams is so it's gonna be so weird watching him and play he's in his chelsea. prime yeah, he's like 27, 28, whatever, Yeah, right? he's like absolutely in his prime. Like, okay. It's so weird. They're paying 
a lot for him, and he's probably going to not be as good in you know five years from now. But the, you know, whatever. It's not my money. It's fucking Bowley's money. But you know, yeah, it's really really weird, really weird. Yeah, Willie Bowley's <laughs> yeah. money. Um, and then Bruno, I think we talked about him enough last yeah. pod. But I mean, okay. I like yeah. what you were thinking about him for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, thoughts. it's it's sort of the thing where you know, as I've been thinking more and looking more at them, is like for the same reasons, like makes Rashford interesting and you're spending three and a half less, which is like a, a little safer place to put that allocation, right? Like, yeah. So 10 million with, it's similar with like Holland, right? Where you, there's risk there because you don't know the, the system, you don't know who's going to be playing where yeah. or what they're going to do from jump. Right. But we do know, you know, that he has historically been a good FPL player, but 10 million is a lot. And when no one owns him and you're going to be forsaking, you know, these other players who might just blow him out of the water, yeah. right? Like yeah. Son or Holland, like you're picking him over them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the way you play the game. Yeah. You got to wait until you see it and you have the data and you're like, okay, no, I have much more confidence that this is the correct pick over this player. Right. I need than to game adjust one. the like risk percentage. Now yeah. it's worth it. Because yeah. I think Bruno's going to score the same amount of points as right, whatever, exactly. and he's two million cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Adjust um, the re- yeah, exactly. That's a good thing. Adjust the risk. I need percentage. to read a book about fucking risk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just listen to this pod, baby. We'll tell you all you need to know. Yeah, true. We'll get Rich on for a fireside. I think he used to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, and then let's just go to forwards. I mean, we obviously just need to start with Holland. We got a b- million questions. Um, Brad Buddy said, how much are you guys looking at ownership percentage when choosing your game week one team? At what percentage do you say, I guess I need to have him in case he dons and I end up OR 9 million? Um, Anna said, I feel like everything we know about Holland should tell us to stay away. Pep signings never bet in immediately. Bundesliga signings often underperform. Small at the front seems better value. Um, you know, everyone's basically just asking about fucking ownership and rotation and Jeff and yeah. 50 Cal and Bry, all, all roughly the same shit. Everything we've talked about, I guess. And yeah. so you're basically just saying you just got to have them. I think you have to have, you have to have them from, just an, from an FPL them. game standpoint. You just have to have them. You're, just, you're being dumb from playing this game and trying to do well right. if you don't have them. And if you want to not have them, like if that's something that don't. gets your dick hard. Yeah. Gamble. Don't play fan- fantasy. Yeah. Holland's no, or or play on- fantasy and just you just you throw it out. Yeah, just whatever. Go for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna be dumb and hope this works. Yeah, but Holland is the favorite to win the golden boot. Bookie's odds. Absolute favorite by a lot. More than Mo. Um sixty five percent owned. <laughs> it's just this See, is the I mean, this is yeah. the game we play. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, you don't pick your game week one pick for 38 game weeks. Like he could not look good, get subbed off early game week one, like start, not play start badly game, game week, week two. two, not start game week three. And everyone's suddenly like, okay, like whatever, like everyone starts jumping ship. And then it's to the point where, you know, he has to have a redemption arc before he's back in teams or he hurts you. Yeah. You know, so you can do that. You know, you can adjust quickly and it doesn't mean it's, it's forever. Even if you, you know, being right or being wrong or what you, what you initially think, you can still pick the player just instead of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, let's, let's spend a few minutes on Kane though. So Kane, same price as Holland, 11.5 last year, 17 goals, 11 assists, almost didn't, didn't quite hit 200 point total at 192. So what do you think he's a pick? I did. ICT, I mean, well, with, with ICT rank for forwards, influence one. 
Creativity one. Not bad. Threat one. Not bad. ICT index one. Not bad, right? Not bad. Those are good. Being one ahead of everyone else. Oh, R one. Hey, I mean, he's tied with us. Hey, I'm also ICT one right now in this new season. Yeah, me, so. yeah, me too. Um, or we're tied. For I last. mean, it's like, it's like how you look at yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> last season, not so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just by low mentality. It's nothing really that much more than that. Obviously, when we're talking about last season. He was nowhere near Sun's level. He should have been nowhere near Sun's price, nowhere near captaincy when you, cause everyone should have owned Sun, not even close. But if we're talking about the player and where do I project he's going to do this season, well, I don't, similarly to Sun having the best season of his career, I don't expect Kane to have the worst season of his career. Like this last season was the only time he's ever finished under his XG and he was way under. I'm like, no, that's not who he is. He's an elite finisher. He always has been for fucking 10 years of data, you know? And it's just like all of these things where his underlines are still good. He's level with Sun and like those kind of things. His XG, his shots, his fucking passing is amazing. He's still amazing. He goes down big time in price. I mean, down a million is still kind of a lot. And it's just a buy low. It's just... It's just not putting too much into one season and remembering, oh yeah, two seasons ago he put up two forty two. You know, that was his last full season before last season, you know, and he's just a couple we know we know the pain because we owned Kane and not Son. But he, he was just he still got points. I mean, he still it, it got like he a ton blanking. of points. Yeah. And he, again, he's four point one under his XG. He's never been Point one under is actually he's always way over, you know. So he's just that close from finishing a few more chances and getting seven more goals, and then we're like, yeah, he's he's probably twelve five or something again, like he always is. So you know, I yeah. just it's I'm not starting with him, you know. Again, I don't think people really should start with him. We got a bunch of questions about shouldn't he shouldn't we pick Kane over Holland? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Again, where this is rinse and repeat. Yeah, I think he's a better pick than Holland in basically every way imaginable. But should you strategically pick him over Holland? No. But you know, yeah, that's I mean, really all it is. I think to me, the biggest thing with Kane was just watching them play and seeing how he was being used and what he was being asked to do. Yeah, terrified me. Yeah. Because, you know, we are routinely watching him drop deep and springing the counter and either getting the assist because his long ball was the shot creating action or being the assist of the assister. But how many times did we watch them breaking in on goal and Kane literally wasn't in the picture on the TV screen? I mean, I agree, obviously, but... That scares me. It, it We're also extremely colored by the points that he got. No, but I'm just saying from a from a sheer eye test of just watching I know, them but I'm play. Saying even our eye test is biased because like the thing didn't happen. Because when you actually look at just what what was he doing, the shots are seven, five, eight, two, four, four. You know, the X is incredible. Yeah. Point eight, point four, one point two, point one, point seven, point like it was there. Like he was arriving in the box and getting really good chances. He was shooting a lot. He was yeah. putting up amazing XG. Yeah. He just I didn't mean, finish. Some, so then like, yeah, it's, I think it's one of those things where we sort of create what happened as opposed to what actually happened, which is like, he just didn't finish. Yeah. And but we kind, I mean, you know, I think there is something too to the, the tread on his tires also. You know I mean, this possible. isn't something very that just possible. happens in perpetuity. And we know that he's struggled with, you know, 
ankle, lower body, lower leg injuries for his career. And, you know, he's just got a lot of wear and he hasn't had a lot of breaks. And, you know, there could be a time where that starts to break down. But I, I, I mean, yes, I, I hear what you're saying with the underlyings and it's not like he disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. But I just think, I think that that, you know, that dropping in deep, you know, just generally speaking is an issue to me because those are the best chances that the team creates and he's not really there for it. You know, they, they have sustained pressure against some bad teams, sure, where he's actually playing striker. But to me, he looks more like he's a reverse out of position player than a striker because I'm watching Kulisevsky and, and son getting out there and in the box and receiving these passes. And I'm seeing Kane as like the secondary guy on the breaks coming in and arriving later rather than rather than the the other way around which is what yeah, you want I, and I don't really see it that way like I I okay. think that it happens sometimes and it's it's like it's the sort of thing that we all sort of just focus on because it's right there like when it does happen in a game like oh my god everyone in discord right is just oh Kane back at fucking DM great you know but then we don't like adjust for that like oh when Kane made the run and got a header from 5 yards out and just missed it we don't like yeah. You know, like, revise our thing. It's still like, God, Kane fucking DM piece of shit. Yeah, I'm sure there's an element of that. But it's it's almost irrelevant, though, right now, because, you know, he's fit right now. He just had a break, so that's always great for him. And But we still can't even really pick him. (laughs) Like, if we're playing the game, we still just, like, can't really even go there, so... Yeah, and I mean, I I think, you know, 11 assists last year, I mean, he, he created... A ton last year. And, yeah. you know, that, oh, yeah. I mean, goals and assists are literally one point different from the striker position. So it's not even like that's that big of a deal that, you know, maybe he's just going to be forsaking some of his goals for some assists. You yeah. know, I mean, the, the bonus points don't speak, you know, don't, don't look kindly at that. But yeah. I think that the biggest thing that, that makes him un, unowning, un, unownable to me is that there's a 0.5 difference in Sun. And I just, you know, I, I just don't see the world where he's ever going to be better than Sun. They're like basically the same price to me. Like I think that that needed yeah. to be, have, there need to be a bigger gap there. I think, you know, you gotta, you give them 1.5 million gap and then we can have a conversation about it to me. But I just, I just don't imagine ever wanting Kane over Sun, you know, when it comes from a captaincy standpoint and you're just getting the player to captain. Sun's just a better pick. He's just a better FPL pick. Yeah. I mean, I totally hear you. And certainly last season that was the case. I just can see it because I've seen it so many times where, okay, this is the year Kane's eight over his XG and scores 27. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just happened, you know. He's done sure. that. He's uh, fucking sure. still fucking sure. Kane. So, sure. you know that right. that's you know, and forwards that's also a, like are, that's a more. That's a more. You know, fucking hell. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me just break up the FPL chat. I saw this fucking TikTok my friend sent me. It's this woman. She's like, <laughs> she goes, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're already in a marriage, that's adultery. And then it cuts to this guy and he goes. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What? Can you say that again? I didn't. I cannot follow that. If you're in a committed relationship, you're an adulterer. Yeah, exactly. To no, whom? no, no. If you're no, if you're married, but you also have a side boyfriend or a girlfriend. Basically, she's stating the most obvious thing ever. Oh, I got gotcha, you. If you're married okay. and you already, you know, and you're having and an affair, sky, then you're an, yeah, you're then you're an that's adultery. And she's like totally okay. serious. And then the, yeah. the replies, this guy goes, "When the moon hits your sky." It's your eye, like a big pizza pie. In some cases, that's a more. It's like that's considered a more. It's so good. Oh man! All right. Um, well, we're gonna do Vardy too on this one. Nine Vardy. five. Yep, nine yeah. five. Just made the cut. 
Yeah. So Tio's question was for Alon, has the gambling fireside put you off Vardy? For Walsh, how nailed is Vardy in your game week one team from yeah. fuck him, fuck Lester to in Brian we trust? And Josh said, is it finally time for the Vardy party or do we just suck it up and go the template pick with Holland and wait until later in the season to beat well, the template? So, yeah. I mean, I think you, you use the wrong name there. Now it's Jesus, right? It's, it's Jesus versus Vardy for the spot. Oh. Um, yeah. No, not you, Alon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whomever asked the Josh, question. Josh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Shame on you, Josh. Jesus is 54.7% on Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize I'm that influential. It's all you. It has nothing to do with him scoring, you know, two in, in five minutes. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, what, yeah. What are you thinking? You know, I think I'm going to, I'm betting him to win the golden boot and I'm not going to start him in my game of Gwanti. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want him. Every yeah. f- fiber in my being is saying, X out on Holland, put in Vardy, go have fun and spend two million. Every fucking thing I can imagine is telling me to do that. Yeah. But you're my pod partner and you're telling me that that is just the wrong way to play the game. And it's then when smart, you. Smart, and I agree, but it's wrong. Also. But it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> r- like. We almost need a way to, we need like a risk profile number or something because yeah. really the bottom line is while we've been talking about this for years, like that risk profile thing, I know. Of like when do we cow and when do we yeah, and stand I still our ground? Don't understand it I have at no all. Idea. Yeah, I have my no brain clue. is just spinning right now. But <laughs> fucking scrambled eggs, <laughs> it's just literally it's green mess. eggs and ham up there. I'm just fucking <laughs> over here scratching my balls on a pod. I, I don't know what's happening, but yeah, I mean, sixty five percent of people think Holland is the best best pick in the game. Basically, four percent of people have Vardy. Are we that Dude, million you know percent who's, who's more confident? More? Mo or Holland? It's probably Holland, right? It is. That's insane. <laughs> That's disrespectful. It's insane. It's insane. Mo's fifty nine percent owned. Wow. Sorry, keep going. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, how confident are you that Lester's gonna just hit the ground running? Yeah, and Vardy's just gonna pop the fuck off. I don't. They could just fucking I don't suck. Know. They, they could, could just suck. suck. They have tough fixtures. They could score four goals in their first four games. And they easily. could finish 13th in the table this season. And we'd sure. be like, oh, Braj, Lester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, oh, they have Puel back. It's, it's yeah, November. Yeah, like fucking. <laughs> oh, man. So that's really the bottom line. I mean, I want him. I want everything to do with him. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not yeah. allowed. Yeah, I mean Vardy Jesus is to me is is still a, a very active question. I don't know, you know, who's going to be in my team game week one. But you think it's worth the one point five? Yeah, I, I I don't I I definitely do. I think it's definitely a place where I'm happy to spend an extra one point five. Um, that's just a lot. It's to a me, lot, that's a but lot. I, it's a lot, but it's it's again it's moving from unknown to known quantity here. Yeah, you know, it's and potentially I, I like, moving to. I like that Vardy's. Potential 200-point player, Jesus, yeah. we don't really know. Yeah, I mean, like, Vardy, literally every year, and this is the cheapest he's like ever been since their title-winning season, yeah. basically, except for, I think it was nine once, right? But FPL, the game, active manager, whatever, find, it's very easy to find reasons why he's not 
preferable to other premium assets in the game. I mean, you know, you don't have to look much further than he plays for Leicester. You know, when you have all of these other premium assets and all these other two times a game. Yeah. But, you know, you just look at the, you look at the players point totals. You look at the eye test of just watching him and them play when he's in the team and like what he does. You know, he's on pens. He just has everything that you, he has every metric that you possibly could want. It's just like we're conditioned for this player to cost seven, five or six, five or eight or something, right? On these more mid table to upper mid table, lower. Yeah, no, he's just not te- that at all. He's just not that at all. And he shouldn't be because he's better than that. But it's like, I'm, this is again, right? Like, me, if I go Jesus instead, it's just like I'm falling prey to again, right? What we've been talking about with Holland, and yeah. like, is this a place where I'm comfortable putting the risk profile? Like, I'm definitely more comfortable doing it. Like, I I think that it's a lot more assured to me that Vardy yeah. outpoints Jesus in any small, large, upside down ass fuck sampling yeah. no, size I, of games. I, I agree with that. I think 1.5 is actually like fair. Yeah, between I think them too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, do I actually, you know, find it when it's like, well, you can, right, again, you, you look at the other side and it's like, Jesus is in half the teams, you know, he just starts well, like he starts price starts skyrocketing and the 1.5 is is actual like a substantial sum. I mean, this isn't like Van Dyke versus Robbo, right? I mean, no, it's no, 1.5 no. is is a is a game-changing yeah, it's bracket huge. in another spot of your team. So, you know, the way that that falls down, you know, trickles down matters and, you know, I'll see, but... Yeah, I definitely still feel as strongly as I did in our last pod about Vardy. It's just a matter of, you know, is there is there a way to fit him in? You know, I don't, yeah. I'm just not sure. I mean, I'm I'm clicking all the buttons right now, and it's very yeah. difficult. It is hard. You know, you, you, I think you have to go kind of like a five-two-three. I mean, if we're we're still both on Solange, which I think we are, I think you have to go a five-two-three with like a budget mid with Mo. I mean, of. yeah, I like Gordon is sort of the enabler that I like most at this point, where yeah. I think he can be your eleventh player. Like, I think you mm-hmm. can basically, you can start him every week, I think. I totally agree with that. So, like, you know, you have Nico, you have Gordon, like, I think it's possible. And uh, I mean, two, in a 4 4 3 3. Yeah, I think it's yeah. possible. It's just, it, it's just, a, it comes down to what we were talking about earlier. Like, is it worth it when you're only captaining one player a week to, to go 9 5? Like, it might be. It absolutely might yeah. be. I just and don't that's know the answer spot. to that question. Yeah, nine five. I mean, nine five is very different than like twelve. You know, when we're talking about like, awkward. can you have Mo, Son, right, and Holland? Right. right, like, yeah, it's awkward. But at the same time, the thing that I like about it is you can get any forward in the game, basically. You know, the you're, only you can double you, switch. Yeah, you're a double switch away from just like getting some soupy mid pass guy and, and getting a five or eight million yeah. forward, and boom. Yeah, it does let you have that flexibility. Yeah, I mean, that, nice. I was actually thinking about Bowen because we we spent some time talking about him on the last pod. He's not sure. in my tinkers or anything, but it's sort of the same logic, like because there's so many eight million mids that are like yeah. pretty good, and you can like, ignore they, the price changes. Yeah, ignore the price changes. You can wait, wait till Friday to make your move yeah. or whatever, and sure. you can always afford them with Bowen because mm-hmm. there's no way he's going down point five and that other guy's going no. up that much. So yeah, no, I mean, and that is. It's pretty I mean, nice. That's, yeah, that's a definite reasonable thing to consider because, you know, you, you have the fail safe of I can jump out after a few games if he's blanking and whatever. But the other side is like, well, we still like, kind of think he might be a great pick. And maybe you're yeah, just like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. then every, everyone's getting boned because it's like, oh, yeah, he's just popping off again. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the other side of the coin where it might just work out and then yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't downgrade him because yeah. he's really and good. That's, and that's like kind of like, 
That's Vardy the too. The opposite of like, you know, you have Neto, right? Where it's like that's why I don't like that. Yeah. It's like, exactly. well, if he doesn't succeed, I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. Know? Then you're just starting Nico Williams every week. Is yeah. that good? Like I'm the, not sure. Cuz the thing and the the reason too of this mainly too in game week 1 is like the other whatever other 55 guy scores is price rising. So it's yes. like I'm either going to just act immediately and knee jerk or I'm going to give it time and then I'm going to just like get bad points for a few game weeks and be in bad shape and yeah. have to downgrade a spot that I might not want to to upgrade this guy to another punt. You know, I mean, those are the kind of players that get you in trouble. But having someone like Bowen, where it's like, best case, you just don't transfer. Worst case, you transfer him to another great player. You get to pick any mid in yeah, the Yeah, any mid in mid. the game, basically. Yeah, basically. So, Which, and you know, like, and with Vardy, I mean, granted, the more expensive, the easier it is. But like with Vardy, yeah. you, you have the pick of the litter, basically. There's yeah. only like three forwards that are more expensive. With Jesus, yeah. you know, you're, you're down a notch, but, you know, there's still a lot of options. So There's I mean, a lot, but again, when, but, you're, when you're at the... When you're at an eight million mid, and it's similar with the eight million forwards, again, like if DCL scores game week one, he's eight point one the next day. Yeah, you can't afford him anymore yep. if you want yeah. to go Jesus yeah. to DCL. Yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah. Um, Kai starts up top with Mountain Raz flanking him, and they Chelsea score three and look great. He's eight point one. You can't get him anymore. Yeah. So that's you know it's that John Wooden to think John Wooden quote of flexibility is the key to stability. It's actually true. It's kind of true. Yeah, it's kind of true. I but, still don't um, know what flexibility is, but that's what we're talking about. Glimmers. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's right. questions, but we're not going to do them. No, that's um, we're not doing them. That's there's it. anus slaps, which I am going to do. Oh um, uh, yeah, baby. So we're back. Getting we're back. people are friends. We have friends. We have again. friends again. We're getting signups and pe- new people on Discord. You love to see it. Um, so shout out to Matt, Aaron Duffy, Cody Lawrence, Jack Micklewaith. Evan McGee, Phil V, Andrew Kin, Wibbler Wobbler, Brian Sutton, Jared Jones, Slopdias, get in there, baby. Thank you all. Thank you all very much. Any last words by you? Is that by you, baby? Oh, good job by you. Take us out at FMLfield.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLfield. Sports page. Check out slash FMLfield. Subscribe. Review.